0: Give me the flat to dawn, with plenty of tailing fish, and the perfect fly rod, oh, yeah. and get ready for some magic.
1: Oh, that's awesome piece, yeah. I got one. Oh, damn, I got him. I got him. I got him. Join
0: Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help.
2: Well, hmm. tonight's show is, uh, is brought to you by two of my favorite things, tight lines, and beer.
3: <laughs>
2: Whatever. Welcome to the Monday Night Kickoff Show. I'm the host of the Monday Night Kickoff Show, Charles Levi. Actually, I'm part of the hosting crew of the Night Kickoff show, Charles Levi also known as Redfish Chuck. Joining me as always, my friend and my confidant in this realm of radioism, Peppy Vidal. What's up, brother?
1: What's up, man? Here, man um joining just a good Monday evening uh jealous of your little ex your little um expedition that you had today. You know? <laughs>
2: It was fun. Yep. Not I saw lie, the pictures. Was, yeah, no, it was a good time. It was, uh, you know, do you have a chat room up, by the way? Yes, I do. Okay. Anyhow, Steve Lester came into the shop. Steve O.G. Lester from Wild Florida Outdoors came into the shop the other day and said, Dude, I found them. I'm on the belly crawlers. And I said, what? (laughs) Listen, I I don't think that there is any more of an exciting way to catch redfish than to not only catch them on fly, but to catch them on fly when they're working shorelines and they're really wary of what's going on around them, typically. Today was not typical <laughs> today was it was a day where well back up so i dropped the kids off at school this morning and i started heading over towards uh the refuge to meet up with steve and alice gritsky and will bill <laughs> uh as we like to call them um for Monday fun day, right? Monday fun day is just the thing that we came up with. You know what? It's Monday. I'm off. Let's go fishing. It's Monday fun day, whatever. So we all head out there to the refuge, and uh, you know, I get out there a little bit late. Sorry. I had to stop and get something to eat. And uh, we launch. I'm in Steve Lester's NMZ Ginu and we are accompanied by Hobie, his rat terrier, which was awesome, by the way, to have a a little dog on board until I stepped on it. Uh, <laughs> but um, I saw
1: I saw that picture, dude. That thing freaked me out, dude. I'm looking, and I, I, dude. All of a sudden, I see this little teeny dog next to your foot, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" Chuck just moves his foot a little bit, He's freaking gonna crush that thing.
2: Yeah, dog's dead, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So. Uh, What's what's funny is we go right to where Steve wanted to go. He's like, dude, we got to get over here to this one spot. There were a couple of kayakers in this area or whatever. When we got there, <clears throat> we have to go over this one spot. So we get to the spot. We're cruising along really close to the bank. I mean, we're like 10 to 15 feet off the bank. And um, sure enough, redfish, chillin'. So, I don't think I don't I I don't see the chat room right now. I got to do something here, but um
1: I could I could see the chat room, but I'm there's a bunch of people having problems with um they can't hear us talking right now.
2: They need to um, tell them in the chat room they need to um refresh.
1: Yeah, um I think actually Murdoch is in there um telling them to uh to refresh. Because I think Murdoch could hear it.
2: Okay. So anyway, um what? Yeah, it's always something. Yeah. Um
1: no, it's just Steve Lester's in there. He can't hear anything. He can't even hear what we're talking about. He's the one that went out with you. Uh, yeah. I should just tell Steve to call in. <laughs> just call in. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah yeah, give him the number. The number uh the number to call in is uh guest call in is seven one four eight one six forty seven twenty seven. Um so there you go.
1: What is it saying? Seven four eight one six seven one four eight one six
2: forty seven twenty seven. Forty seven twenty seven. All right, let me just put here.
3: Alright, I'm so back in there now. There
2: we go. Alright. So anyway, uh we we get out there and we're 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 cruising around see a fish, I throw to it. Uh, dude, do we saw so many fish today. I don't even remember it was the first fish. I think it was like the second or third fish I threw at that I finally caught, but the uh the sec the second fish I caught was probably the most exciting. I had three fish come down the shoreline at us. Um you know, slot fish. Not not nothing big, just, you know, lower slot, mid slot, somewhere in there, uh, come down the bank at us and, uh, I mean, five feet, ten feet from the boat, I flop a fly out there and they start swimming past the boat and then they turn around and they start heading back the other way. Not spooked, just turned around all slow and head back the other way. Gave me another shot at them. I put the fly on them again and that time, the bigger of the, of the three ate. So I actually got a a couple of times. I had multiple shots at these fish before they truly spooked out. Um, But it was awesome, man. I think what's even what was even more fun about today than anything was that literally. um, Randy English can't hear us either.
3: No, there are a
1: bunch bunch of people. Wade's having problems. A bunch of people are. (laughs) All
2: right. Well, just the guys. I just had to pick it up on the. the iTunes, I guess. But anyhow, um, you guys, can, Randy can call in. Randy, call in. If you call in, you can listen. I won't put you on the air. You can if you don't want to be on the air. Anyways, um, what was cool is yesterday I sat down at the fly tying bench in the shop, and I wanted to tie something up specifically for those belly crawlers. <clears throat> and so the fly that I caught my two fish on today, I tied yesterday. And man, there's just, I don't care what anybody says. There's no greater satisfaction in my opinion to fishing than to not only catch a fish on fly because it's, it's hard to do, especially in in tight quarters like that. When you're literally like just flopping a fly in front of them at times and trying not to spook them or throwing a cast, you know, parallel with the shoreline and getting it down in front of them. Uh, But taking a a bare hook and adding natural and artificial materials and creating something that can fool these fish, there's no greater satisfaction than that, in my opinion. So today was one of those days, man. I I, I keep thanking Steve on social media and and Alex and everybody for going. I just, you know what, dude? Today was awesome. I mean, if I don't fish again for another two weeks, I can really honestly care less. (laughs) Just to see it, man, just to see those fish do what they were doing. They were cruising down the bank real hard, uh, chasing mud minnows, chasing small mullet, blowing up every, like, couple hundred yards down the shoreline. It was pretty cool, man. It really was. Um, I got a trout on fly, too, which I, I don't really – I'm not going to get all excited about catching a trout on fly because, to be quite honest with you, it was kind of BS luck. I just kind of flopped the fly over to the left side of the boat in the deeper water and just kind of like still staring at the shoreline waiting for something to happen and uh something picked yeah, the trout picked it up as it was sinking so it wasn't like I saw the trout and threw to the trout but it was a little trout anyways but um fun day man Alex got a couple fish he ended up coming up to me when I was I took over the polling responsibilities for Lester which by the way I have mad respect for Steve for being able to pull and keep that guinea under control the way that he does because, dude, you, you'd have thought it was the first time I ever tried to pull anything. I mean, I was going in circles. Circles, couldn't keep a line. It was bad. And Steve never yelled at me, never got pissed, never turned around and threw something at me, you know. Oh, and I rescued the dog today. And I rescued the dog today. The dog jumped off the side of the guinea. And went oh for a my swim. god yeah and and I rescued the dog, so that was a bonus, <laughs> but uh yeah, oh man fun stuff, fun stuff, no you and and I tell I talk to a lot of folks, and i, I tell a lot of folks the same thing, I'm like, look, man, um, you know, here's the deal: fly fishing is not for everybody, if we had spinning rods in our hands today. It'd have been on. We'd we'd have caught over a dozen fish each. No questions asked. You know, these fish were working so hard along that bank that any offering of soft plastic or natural bait would have gotten eaten. They were, I mean, they were feeding. They weren't just cruising down the bank. They were actively looking for stuff to eat. Backs out of the waters at times, tails out of the water at times. That's awesome oh dude it was it was it was absolutely insane um but I tell people all the time they come into the shop you know fly fishing while it's to me it's it's a love and a passion that I have that I've had for a long long time, and I understand it for what it is it's it's a it's a different it's a different art form of fishing you don't do it to go out and catch tons of fish, you do it to go out like I did today and have two memorable Actual fish landed, and several blow-ups on the fly and miss them. I, I was blind casting at one point, Peppy, and I had a solid 27 to probably 29 inch fish come out of nowhere and gobble up the fly. And I was so, I was so like into the moment that I didn't it it didn't click in my head what just happened because I didn't even see the fish. You know, I, I mean, I saw him right as he ate the fly. Like that's the only time I saw. I looked down and I seen his. Peck fins all puffed out, and he opened his mouth and ate the fly. And and I'm going to admit it, I'll admit it. I tried a trout set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tried a trout set, pulled the hook right out of his mouth. Uh. But you know what? That's 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 the thing. I mean, if fly fishing, if you think fly fishing might be something you want to get into, all you have to do is go out on a day like we had today. And throw flies at these fish until one of them finally eats it, and you will be hooked for the rest of your life. You know, we talk about it all the time. Me and you, we talk about fly fishing, how much we love fly fishing. It's it's a totally different side of, you know, what we're accustomed to, so to speak. Exactly. But dude... So I I've decided to I decided to make a vow to myself that I would leave spinning gear at home for the remainder of the year. Every trip I fish for the rest of the year, I will not have a spinning rod one with me. And uh all I'm going to take with me is the fly rod. And then starting next year, uh I'm going to I'm going to finally do something with my blog redfishchuck.com that's been sitting just stagnant. And, uh, so mine. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I had all the greatest intentions, right? You you, you do this yep. to have a, to, you know, you're like, oh man, cool. I'm going to start this thing. You know, I'm going to write down random thoughts, blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, you know, the time comes to put the the pencil to the paper, so to speak, and nothing happens. doesn't work out. But anyway, so the starting of the year, I'm going to, I'm going to start my blog finally, and those of you that care to follow it, I'm going to do a... Okay. I'm going to try and do fly-only 2015. Huh. Yeah. An entire year of nothing but throwing the fly. So, obviously, I'm not looking to score a ton a ton of fish in 2015, but... Uh, I think it will be e- interesting to to see what patterns are working and that kind of thing. And I think what I'll do is it's, I'll document, okay, you know, it's springtime, the bait run's showing up, here's some flies that I've been tying, and blah, 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 blah. Do kind of like the, uh, the recipe of how to tie them, maybe do little videos of how to tie the flies, put them up on the blog. And then as the season progresses, you know, change it up to okay now we're we're working with more crabs and crustacean types shrimp and that kind of thing um so yeah it'd be interesting you know little little exactly. self challenge you know little self challenge because you know at the end of the day man it's uh it, that's truth truth be told and selfish for selfish reasons that side of my business is very important to me trying to grow that fly market because you know what that's kind of that's kind of really why I opened the shop in the first place, because I've always wanted to have that cool communal kind of place to come hang out. And it seems to me that those who fly fish tend to gravitate towards that. So it'll be interesting. it will be fun, you know, and I challenge everybody who's out there who owns a fly rod that's sitting in a, in a case or sitting in a tube that has, they, you haven't pulled it out and play with it in a while um that you do that and and get out there and just, just have fun with it, you know. We're we're getting into the probably the arguably the best time of the year to throw a fly, um in the in the wintertime, so, you know, there you go. Uh, Did you get I'm, to I'm fish at do all? a
1: little bit more of it? No, yeah. I, I have um I didn't get to fish at all um this week. I'm I'm gonna do more fly fishing. I am gonna do a lot but actually this weekend I could not fish this weekend. Um, so I was, actually, I had the fly rod in the backyard Saturday and Sunday, and I was practicing both days, just sitting there by myself in the backyard. Um, I sort of, you know, I had truck, I had truck issues this weekend. I don't know. I think I told you about it, right? I had issues with my truck, and so I had to take it into, uh, to the mechanic, and thank God it was only... It was only my U-joints that were messed up, you know, so they switched, they just changed out my U-joints and all that, but I didn't have a truck for the weekend, so fishing was out, you know, right. So and on, on one of the best weekends, too, around, it's like, I look, you know, I just look at the weather and stuff, and I'm sitting there going, gosh, I can't believe this. I, I went out on the boat on Saturday morning with Alan on his boat for a little ride, you know, here or there, just, just testing out his boat. Um, and the water was just beautiful. I mean, I was just dying to be out there fishing the way the water was. Um, so that's all. That's all I really did. I didn't go. Any, I didn't do any fishing or anything like that. Um, but I'll tell you what, man. I did ride on Alan's boat. Yeah. And Chuck, let me tell you, man. Good God! If you want to get somewhere quick, let
2: me tell you <laughs>
1: that boat. That boat got. We got. 55 miles per hour on that boat on Saturday.
2: (laughs) That's insane. Yeah,
3: that thing
1: is insane, that boat. I mean, I could not believe how fast that boat was running when we were on it. I was like, oh, my God, dude. It was just freaking out. And he started putting the trim up a little bit on that thing, and we were just sort of gliding. You could tell we were on the prop. And his wife is in the boat, and his daughter's in the boat. And I'm sitting there looking at him, telling him, scroll it down. I'm telling him, slow down. Slow down! This is too much, you know. It's like now we're, you know, we we're pretty much on a prop. But yeah, he's got a sweet ride, man. When you when you check it out, um, Chuck, and you get on it and stuff like that, it's it's a pretty nice boat, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Oh, well, yeah. real real quick, uh, we've got a bunch of callers in the queue. Uh, we've got Alex Grudzki joining us. We've got the uh, the legendary Justin Ritchie. Just got back from Amsterdam in his fifth place finish at the Hobie Worlds. We've got another caller in queue. I tried to screen it and see who it was. It's a two oh it's a three two one two oh eight number. If that's you and you're in the chat room, just let me know who you are and I'll put you live. Um, yeah, no, Alan man, I'm I'm glad you got it. I'm glad it all worked out for him with that boat. Yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah. Uh, Hang on one second. Let's see. I got to do something real quick here. Um, give me just a second, everybody. All right. So I am sitting in front of the brand new Monday Night Kickoff studio, <laughs> i.e., my uh-huh. computer. My computer here. Um, I have to thank James Page from. Georgia he he's he's listened to the show for a long time he's a good friend of mine um, he knew that I was, I've been having some technical difficulties with my laptop as most of you who listen to the show have heard over the last couple of weeks and uh he he sent me down a uh a desktop a mac mini and I'm absolutely blown away by this, by this machine. Uh, it's really advanced for somebody with the education level of what I have. (laughs) So it's, 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 it's taken some getting used to, but man, it's incredible. Thank you so much, James, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'll make sure to pay it forward some kind of way, but, uh, Without further ado, let's bring Justin on real quick and let's let's talk to Justin about his his crazy adventure over in Amsterdam. Justin Richie, there.
4: Yeah, I'm here, man. What's up?
2: Chilling, buddy. Chilling. What's
4: up, man? What's going on, Peppy?
1: Here, man. How did the Did you learn a new language or something over there, or what? <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, oh, man. I I miss it so much. The Dutch, the Dutch are the coolest people. They're so hospitable. Uh, just so about everybody over there speaks English. So if someone says something to you in Dutch and you say, uh, I don't uh, I spreck in the Dutch, they're like, oh, okay, cool, man. What's up? I'm like, oh, uh, uh, nothing. Um, <laughs> everybody over there, Holland is a huge place for fishing. Like they take fishing just as seriously as we do. Uh, that that country, like, they really love carp fishing over there, actually. And, like, we have, you know, certain parts of the nation, people go bow hunting for shoot our carp. It's kind of terrible, but they have, like, really high-end landing nets, cradles. Uh, they have basically like a custom fish bag that they fill, like, a quarter of the way up with water just to cradle and hold their carp for pictures. Like, they treat their carp like gold.
1: Um, so they're...
4: Super
1: cool
2: country. Everybody there is awesome. Oh man. Yeah. Ed. Ed. And the, and and hold on. So obviously, obviously, uh, the weather was a little bit inclement. And being a Florida kid, going over there with you know crazy winds and cold temperatures, how how rough was it on you? Um, it's.
4: Uh, it it was not favorable, dude. It, I okay. So being a Florida guy, the cold in Florida to us is what low. I don't know, the mid forties, high forties, low fifties. That to us, we're like, oh man, that it's kind of kind of nippy out. I don't need to get out on the water until nine nine thirty. Well, it it averaged about forty eight fifty every morning. Uh, it was blowing twenty to twenty five minimum a lot of times. It got up to forty miles an hour on a certain day. And the North Lake, is the lake system is separated into two lakes, lakes to north, Lake. The south, um, the North Lake has areas that are 150 feet deep, probably wow. like, I don't know, a long surf cast away from the shoreline. It drops from, you know, four, five, six foot to 20, 70, 90, It just slopes right off the bat. So, you know, a big chunk of the North Lake is like that. And if you decide to get back up into the narrow canals across the lake, and it's one thirty-two o'clock, and you're like, oh, it should only take me, uh, you know, 20 minutes to cross that lake. No, you're pedaling through three-foot seas, and you're drenched. Like, you're you're just hammering through waves. It got really crazy out there. A couple guys had to have rescue boats come out because they just could not make their way in on top. Um, but I... I avoided a lot of that. I didn't do that whole deep nonsense. I spent a lot of time in the South Lake, which is the deepest part, to so probably 25, 35 foot. Um, we were all fishing out of identically rigged Pro Angler 12, the new 2015 PDA 12s. <clears throat> they come with a skeg built into them. That skeg is a lifesaver in rough weather. If you want to go straight, just pop it down, pedal away, and you don't veer to the left or the right at all. Just pick one direction, hold your rudder bar, and you're going that direction. Uh, and it, it re- like it, it wasn't too terrible. I mean, if you fished off the beach, or if you're you know if you're launching through the surf, and you can handle that, and you know the wind's picking up a little bit when you're off the beach, that's pretty much what it was like. Uh, it's not great conditions, but it tends to be at the cards when people do tournaments. We tend to have inclement weather during tournaments anyway, so I was I was kind of used to it. Hey,
1: hey, Justin. Hey, you there. Hey, Yeah. Can you guys hear me?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh, my God. I feel like I just told a novel. <laughs> I didn't know if you guys heard any of that or not. <laughs> we
2: we went to sleep. <laughs> so, Justin. Yeah.
1: Justin. Yo. Hey, and I've always wondered. <laughs> hey, I've always wondered about the boats. When you guys get those boats, Do you guys get to keep those boats, or do you guys got to give them back? What's up with those boats?
4: No, I mean, we had our names laminated on the side of them. They were available for sale, Uh, but how how am I going to get a PA-12 back to Florida? I think all the kayaks were were loaned to us from uh, Hobie, Hobie Cat Europe and Hobie Cat Holland. So I can't imagine going into you know Delta being like, yeah, so I have about 128 pounds extra of cargo. Um, does that count as a special item? That's only $100 a hundred dollars to ship, right? right uh, like, no. You could have,
0: you could have, you could have pedaled it across,
4: man. Oh, totally. Like if if <laughs> did some guy called that Doba or something like? It is he had a he had a kayak he made from scratch, like a 15 and a half or 17 foot kayak, and he he paddled from. Like Norway to in, into Do You guys remember mm-hmm. hearing about
2: that or seeing that? Yeah,
4: yeah. If he could do it, I could do it for sure. We
2: say. saw we saw the guy today at the uh, not that guy, but we saw a guy today at the place where we were launching. That I think he was on one of those missions. <laughs> this this old timer was sitting in a what looked like a like a P row or something like that. He's sitting there with uh with like oars as opposed to like kayak paddle. And he had on oh,
1: yeah.
2: I, sw- <laughs> I swear this this dude was straight up wearing one of those like really inexpensive uh life jackets you buy just to have on the boat, the orange ones that like wrap around your neck. This this <laughs> yeah. dude this dude was straight up wearing that. Like and he just took off paddling like I don't know where he was headed. He was traveling somewhere, but it was pretty funny.
0: Oh yeah. my gosh.
2: So everybody wants. Everybody wants to know. Um, at least I want to know. Everyone wants. To know. What do you get? What do you get for coming in fifth place in the Hobie World Championship.
4: What do I? What do I get for coming in fifth place?
2: Yeah, what did you get? Did you get trophy? Did you get stuff? Like what did you get?
4: Um, one of the sponsors for the event was Rhino Rack. Uh, I met a guy named Ernie, who owns the company um, over in Australia. Mm-hmm. They they make some pretty cool products. I I got a, a loader, which is basically their version of a T bar uh, to put on the back of you know your hitch on your truck, at the back of your truck or longer kayaks. I don't personally have any need for it because I have my Highlander and I don't have a hitch. Um but I still thought that was pretty cool. Uh I got like fifteen pound braid from Daiwa, leader from Daiwa, um, a couple of hats, a couple of shirts, uh but really, you know, the prizes for like second, third, you know, first place, nicer reels, rods, things like that. But there's no money involved. Really, the 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 best part about it was just being able to say that you competed in the world championship. Like that, the title enough. Just going over and competing was what Absolutely. I was happy. I, I never even bothered to ask, like, what do you get if you get second, third, or first? Like, I, I didn't care at all. Um, First place, you always get uh, all expenses paid to compete in the next world. So Steve Lessard is going to be the team captain for USA, and they're going to fund him entirely to go wherever it might be in the world to compete at the next event, which is awesome. Awesome.
2: That is awesome. Yeah. Um, But,
4: I don't know, the whole event, it was hands down – the best fishing experience I've had in my entire life. Like it's something I I'm so happy I did. I've never been out of the country before other than going to like the Bahamas on a cruise ship. That doesn't really count. To be able to say you went to like a very off the map area in the Netherlands and fish in the, the the lake is called fishing the sinking thing And just saying it like makes you happy. Everything the Dutch said. Nature, they're cool people, but uh, to go there, I've never targeted pike before, or perch, or Chuck, I didn't get to say Xander. I wanted to say it so bad. The whole time I'm out there on free fishing day, I'm just thinking, "Oh my god, I'm gonna! I'm can't wait, can't wait to scream, and everybody's gonna hear. Everybody's gonna hear me just say Xander." But the
3: opposite
2: <laughs> <never> came <laughs> up. Um, it's, uh, it's super just... hard to catch. It's one of those it's one of those fish names. It's it's like I don't know, man. It sounds. It sounds like a card you'd get from like Magic the Gathering or something like that. It's just a crazy <laughs> I
3: summon Zandar. Yeah, I summon the Zandar.
2: You know, it's like how cool would it be to have a fish here and name something awesome like that? Like we just got lame fish like redfish and trout and snook. <laughs> we have no we have no Zandar. Yeah. I think it's they got a Z to it. It's
4: just the whole thing blows. Um, I did, I did see one up close though. We finally were able to. I went out with Morgan Trumpet. I, the, you know, he's a product manager for Hobie, and we went out on on the canal of Amsterdam that Sunday before I left. That was awesome. The guy that runs Hobie Cat Holland, his name is Johan. He decided to get the whole team together. Get Rusty Weed, camera guy for character TV, went out and they're doing more filmmaking um, for to put together this proposal for the Hobie World Show that's hopefully going to be aired on NBC Sports uh, in January, February time. And you know, The whole time, we did not catch standard. So Johan was like, all right, we're going to go into Amsterdam on the canals, and I promise you we're going to catch standard. They're all over the place. Um, all these fish and all the local guys that fished in the tournament, a lot of the local guys did get in place top ten. And the reason is they love fishing dirty water. They they never ever fish clear water. The sink and Faint Lake system used to be a dirty water lake 20 years ago, but it's kind of like uh, the Windermere District here in Orlando. You have a lot of white collar people, a lot of a lot of wealthy individuals that live in that area. They decided one day, you know what? I want my kids to enjoy swimming on that lake or to enjoy water skiing. This water is dirty. We don't want it to be dirty anymore. So they invested millions of dollars in filtration systems to remove phosphates from that lake. And it purified the lake entirely, made it super sterile, crystal clear. You could see down to the bottom in 20 feet of water, and it could be blown 30 miles an hour. You could see the bottom and all the grass and vegetation. So the local guys get there, and they're throwing 20-pound braid straight to 40-pound wire titanium. And the first pre-fishing day and day one, a lot of the local guys just struck out. And they're like, man, I don't like fishing this lake. It's way too hard to fish. This isn't what I'm used to. Where's my dirty water? It's a terrible lake system. And <laughs> they just they stuck to the guns. And, you know, going into this, I didn't think that I'd have much going for me. I didn't expect to do well at all. I was like, okay, don't even know what to throw for a Don't know what colors. Don't know how fast to work my lures. You know, I don't fish in 8 to 10 feet of water. I'm like, uh, where's my shallow stuff? Where's my tiny canals? Where's my mangrove? Is that the mangrove? No, that's not a mangrove. That uh cat pig. What am I doing? So, um, you know, I felt so out of place. But being that we fish in clear water and we have to figure out how to be stealthy all the time, a lot of the guys that are used to fishing in clear water did really well. You know, I was throwing 20 or 30-pound fluorocarbon for 32-inch pike, and the teeth on a pike – are crazy sharp. Like, combine a kingfish and a barracuda. Like, I felt uh, it, it'll tear your finger off. You can't get your hand inside the gills without, like, it's, they're crazy. Um, but, you know, target pike up 30-pound fluoro, A lot of guys back at the state, they'll throw 60, 80-pound fluoro or a 100-pound fluoro for big pike. They just eliminate using wire altogether. But these fish were, they weren't huge. And you know, they just were really I guess they were line shy or they were just really tough to catch in general. So I mean, everything we used was spinet Uh I got all my pikes all, all on four inch paddle pairs on a J cat, like a quarter ounce J cat, just slow rolling it through weeds, and right out in the open out in the middle of the building it was really weird. It's not what you it's not what you think. Cool.
2: So so um Hmm. It's interesting, dude, because like right before, when you told me you you know you wanted to come on the show or whatever, and I wanted you to come on the show, I had all these questions for you. And now, listening to your story, <laughs> I, I'm just like in awe of what you were able to go do. Like, it, like you said though, the, the trip itself was is worth it. Like just the opportunity to fish a different country, and and not only like you said, not only that, but to fish against some of the world's best kayak fishermen. Is, is pretty yeah, impressive.
4: Yeah, about, uh, about a 90% of the people that went and fished it had to qualify. There were a couple of people that were invited from Singapore, from Italy, uh, but a lot of guys in Europe. Kayak fishing over in Europe right now is kind of just starting, or at least the tournament side of it. A lot of guys, you know, been fishing for kayaks for a couple of years, now that Hobie's really um, kind of digging their roots through Europe tournaments have only been up and running for about a year. Um, but uh, the best part about the trip were the people, hands down, to see and talk with people from all over the world. And you just have that feeling the whole time where you could be sitting next to guys and they could barely speak English. But you show your lures and they show their lures and you, you like you just see the excitement in their eyes being around like-minded people that are as meticulous as us. You know, you have days where we're prepping for a tournament sometimes, and we're like, okay, my loop knot has to be perfect. I'm going to tie the perfect Albright. I'm going to tie, you know, put my jig head on just perfectly. They were all like that the whole time. Everybody, just we were all on the same page mentally about this tournament. And that was just a breath of fresh air to be around people that, that love it just as much as we
2: do. That's cool, man. Yeah. So, so in addition to Alex and Justin, we also have Stephen Lester, TJ, and Wade on the line as well. If at any okay, time guys, and you guys party. have any questions for yeah, if any if any time you guys have any questions for Justin, feel free to speak up and you know what we'll, we'll try and do is because sometimes it's easy to talk over one another. What we'll try and do is uh, let's just like take like a small pause in between somebody saying something. Oh. So you like can right just there. raise our hand. Yeah. <laughs> See how I just did that though? Like right there, like that little dead, that little bit of dead silence. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I I got
5: one for, I got, <laughs> Go I got one for Justin there. Um, you know, I know you had uh, a lot of fun doing the fishing and a lot of fun doing all the, uh, you know, all the other stuff with the tournament. But
1: uh what about oh, no, here man? It Did you comes. get a chance? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that that was coming. coming
5: up? Yep. Did you get a chance to experience uh you know Amsterdam. Holland's finer points? nightlife or were you pinned down to fish?
2: Justin you still there?
4: Yeah, I'm still here. What uh don't <laughs> a lot don't of don't he's, he's avoiding that
2: on. question. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't incriminate yourself. <laughs> Just that could be a simple yes and no answer. You could say, "Yes, I went out uh, out for the nightlife at Amsterdam."
4: I enjoyed the nightlife thoroughly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude! Any one of us that would have made that trip would have done the same darn thing. Huh. So. Maybe not the same. No,
4: Friday, Friday night after the tournament was over, we all went down into Amsterdam and enjoyed the nightlife.
2: Yes, uh,
4: and
5: <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, I mean, wish I could talk about it off the show, man. But yeah, you can't. It's a family <laughs>
2: show. <laughs> we have a P, we have a PG rating for the show, believe it or not. So let's we'll, okay. let's there you go. I we'll, saved talk you it. Just... we'll talk about we'll talk it next maybe?
1: time we see you in person.
5: Yeah, we'll there talk about go. it on the water
2: for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well
5: yeah, I, I say that because I know Justin and, and uh you know I gotta can personally congratulate him. I mean just it's it's an amazing accomplishment even to make it uh and, and even to make it a, you know, to where he has <laughs> to where he has in the uh in the uh in the the tournament scene. And uh to be able to get over there and do it, you know. I know how Justin is though. He can get uh, very focused uh <laughs> yeah. and forget about everything else you know i wanted to make sure that he that he experienced uh everything mm-hmm. there is to experience out there and you know it's uh no i'm just i'm proud of him he's uh he's a hell of a fisherman and uh you know it it it's uh it's a definitely a different mindset maybe i guess or or uh personality that that gets to a point to where you know, they're not just out there throwing a lure, they're not just out there even soaking a bait. Um, you know, they don't just think there's a fish there. But, you know, they understand what's going on. And uh and Justin definitely works his ass off to figure out or butt off, sorry, to uh understand exactly what's going on. So uh yeah, definitely hats off to Justin Richie right there for sure.
4: Thank you, man. <laughs>
2: I'm Johnny on the spot with the buttons tonight, man. This this computer is the answer.
1: <laughs> just wait, I'm, the I'm gonna be up, is the
2: I'm gonna be uploading Testify. all kinds of fun Testify. buttons. Testify, I'm gonna be uploading all kinds of fun buttons tonight. I think this might be a late night at the computer station. No, dude, and and, and just to follow up what Alex said, um, dude, we're all we were all super proud of you when you won the IFA up in Jacksonville, and the fact that you went over there and you pretty much just laid it down from never have have ever fished for any of those species here in the states let alone overseas um and and to come home with a fifth place finish is pretty damn impressive and uh you know i I must say that i'm just i'm so pumped dude to be able to call you a a friend of mine same as lester and and some of the other guys here at alex and tj and everybody because we have such a tight-knit group of, of buddies and i feel that we all learn from one another when we're fishing, you know, whether or not, you know, we, we may fish together, or even if you just come into the shop after you're done fishing and we talk, you know, I feel that we we have such a good circle of of really well-rounded anglers that we can draw, uh, information from. And those who are part of space coast kayak anglers, I think have really reaped the Mm -hmm. benefits over the last year or so. Um, being able to follow guys like you and like Alex and, and Lester and TJ and all the others, Wade and Peppy, of course, and, and Alan. Um, it's just, it's good. It's good stuff, you know? I mean, so what's next, dude? I mean, what what do you do now? I mean, you, obviously you're probably going to go full on full bore into the IFA again next year, right?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, tournaments, I, I do like tournament fishing. It's, it's fun because, you know, it's it's cool to see how well you do, not necessarily on a ranking system, but if you decide for yourself, okay, when we go fish out on the flats, we usually just go fish to be like, all right, let's go see if we can find some fish. Let's throw some plastics around, see what's going to eat. But when you do a tournament, at least when I do, I tell myself what kind of damage can I do today? if I decide to fish at 100%. Not, not 70, have a good time, not 80, oh man, I'm going to go murder some fish, but like 100%. Make sure your casts are focused and perfect and just be really, really in tune the entire eight hours that you're out there. It's nice to see, it's nice to challenge yourself. You know, um, there's a lot of days, I always enjoy doing it. It's a necessary stress that I have when I'm out fishing and doing tournaments. Like I, I like that feeling of, like it's like almost anxiety and pressure, but it's a good feeling when you go through all that and then you end up finding out that you were successful in what you what you set out to do. Um, yeah. But even after all that, like I love being able to catch up and talk to and see and grab a drink with people like Rusty Driver on the West Coast, or even heading up to Jacksonville, seeing uh John Chapman, Elizabeth Saylor, Eddie Cabler, um. Yeah. You know, going further south to Fort Myers and seeing like Eric Henson over on the West Coast too, seeing all these people and fishing with everybody. Oh, like Ben Benton Parrott during um, ICAST, and he just won the IFA Championship. Benton is a great guy, super down to earth, really really nice, excellent fisherman. The, those are the kind of things that you know we understand as Space Coast, this sense of camaraderie and family that we have in our group. We get that, and then, and we we tend to when we meet other people and travel and fish and enjoy an experience, we tend to cling to other people that we haven't met because we just want that that sense of community with everybody that we fish with, and I I like that 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 does it for me. Not you know I'm not the whole ranking thing, ranking school, but like just to challenge myself on the water and do some like surpass my own expectation in the day and to meet all of these people from the southeast. Right. That's the coolest part.
2: Yeah. I mean, and and I think that's part of the reason why um, whenever we have an opportunity to get together, uh, it's interesting to see who's – I mean, again – people from out of town whenever they get to come into town we always get hit up okay i'm coming down to your your neck of the woods i want to fish whatever and it's just cool to be able as you said be able to sit down and just chit chat with these guys who we also follow on social media and their in their respective uh uh, regions in which they fish but you know what's really cool is is what you you just kind of hit the nail on the head you're like you go out at 110 percent and and I think a lot of guys who listen to the show and who are in this who are on the studio tonight and listen you know on the radio um can can agree with that that there's definitely a time where it's we're at it about eighty percent or seventy five percent and then there's days where you're at a hundred percent and it, and the stress level and all that kind of thing. Today was a good example of that. Lester had me on the bow of his guinea, he's pushing me around and I, I missed a couple of fish and and while we were both Super, super pumped and excited just to see the the fish swirl on the fly and like get crazy trying to eat the thing and miss it, and miss it, and miss it. Um, it. You know, it's that that adrenaline dump that you get. That I'll be honest with you, I don't think a lot of I don't think there's a lot of anglers out there that get that same feeling. I think that there's a lot of folks that are just learning how to get how learning how to do the sport of kayak fishing, and they have yet to really feel that. Crazy rush of adrenaline, and once they get that bug, I think that they're all kind of like, I don't know, man. I think we're all connected by that. If that makes any sense, you know. Because I, I, I think watched, we yeah. all,
0: I think we all get that monkey face when we 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 miss a fish. Like, ooh. <laughs> you know, we yeah, all get you, that monkey face.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't the matter how face. many. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how many fish we've caught, you know what I'm saying? Which is funny, Wade, because that's exactly my face today was that for sure. And I, I, like, wanted to stomp my feet on the deck and, like, throw my hands up and down like a little kid because I was just so bummed, but at the same time it was, like, so just rad to watch that fish just try and eat the fly. But, um, you know, this it's it's interesting, man. We always have these conversations about this community, the the, the kayak fishing community and what's it mean to you and like what you know where do you want to be in the whole grand scheme of things and i like your answer justin i like the fact that you just like to get out there get after it have a good time and meet folks from other areas and fish your heart out and that's 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 really i think what what so many people gravitate towards you for you know it's cuz cause you're cause of your passion for it so that's cool
0: hey Speaking i can of, give you a i can give you a, a little story about uh, uh justin He's a. We've chatted a few times, and he's told me some of the places he's gone to on tournaments to win. To win, he's got his fish, and he always ends up where he says he went. He goes, "It's kind of a long haul," <laughs> you know. So he's willing to cover the ground it takes to get to the good fishing spot to get to win and fish, you know. Yeah, so that's always cracked me up. He always kind of ends his conversation. It's kind of a long haul.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because it's true. He does do that, you know, and Peppy here you know, Pepe obviously uh in his own right has, has been i guess the only word to really describe it has been dominant in the in the kayak fishing tournaments over the last couple of years um yeah i know he's got a trophy wall that would rival most other people too and and those these guys who but that's the thing it's like you know you've got you've got just raw talent and uh, and the passion that follows it is is what really kind of you know when we first I, when I first met Pepe and it was it was the same thing when I first met Alan when I first met those guys you know it was their passion that drew me to them it was the fact that they get excited over it the way that I do you know and Steve Lester today was 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 a a, a very a very nice reminder of what what that feels like, you know, to have somebody who you're fishing with who's like I, I missed the red and he and I was like so bummed but at the same time so pumped and he was like dude that was awesome like and we both <laughs> you know had that same feeling even though I missed the fish and he just pulled his butt off to get me to the fish. You know, it was still it was still killer, you know. It's just it's one of those things, I don't know, man. You know, and I really enjoy fishing with all you guys and 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 I'm with Justin like I like talking and fishing near Gene McElroy and and some other folks from around the state. And um, when we were fishing the first world um, of oh, worlds, when we were fishing the first native uh, um, adventure world, adventure. whatever you call it. Thank you. Um, and Preston Haytack and, and his partner comes zipping by me in 16-foot, Tarpons and watching those dudes getting after it, and now seeing those guys, you know, watching them grow kind of in the sport itself, it's just, it's it's killer, man. It's awesome. And I think what Hobie's done, and I'm not going to, you know, toot their horn too much because, I, you know, it is what it is, but I think what Hobie's done with with their world championships has is, is really opened up uh, the the gates for anybody to be able to compete on that level uh gives, gives everybody an opportunity, regardless of manufacturer that you particularly fish for, to try and get on the world stage like that. And, I mean, quite frankly, there's just nowhere else to go. I mean, Justin, you've pretty much like, <laughs> you're pretty much sitting at the top of the game right now, dude. So, you know, the only other place to go from, from where you're at now is television. So, <laughs> make <Bahamas>. it happen. <laughs> Bahamas. Bahamas. Bah- oh my God, Bahamas! That is Bahamas. <laughs> you know, Joe, and, and, with Joe, and, and what Joe and what Joe Hector has done with that is absolutely incredible. But even with that being said, and they do have a couple of international anglers fishing it this year. But even with that being said, you're not fishing against guys from Thailand and Italy and France and all these other countries. It, I mean, it's a different dem- it's a different situation altogether. Granted, don't get me wrong how amazing would that trip be for any one of us? We'd all love to be able to go over to the Bahamas and fish that tournament. But, um, I think on, as far as on a global scale, you know, and, and, and Joe and his crew are getting there, but I think as far as on a global scale, uh, what Justin just experienced over there, not the nightlife, but what Justin just experienced over there is, uh, is is for sure like pretty much the the top the pinnacle of where you can get so I mean for right now it, it's awesome man it's a killer. I've I've done uh, a lot in you know about
4: a, about a year's time but I wanted to say like Pepe Chuck Alex Wade you know all you guys Alan I don't know if he's fit in or not but all you guys have been doing this for a long time like I I look up to you guys you guys have kind of paved the way for. For kayak tournament fishing for our area, so you know I, I remember when I just kind of started kayak fishing a couple years ago, and like I, I've learned a ton from you guys, Peppy. I remember when you would just throw slayers at me, be like, be like, Peppy, uh, please, sir, <laughs> may, I, may I have some more? And you're like, oh God, kid, he, he wants, like, you want know, like, okay, let me go into my truck and grab some little goodies so that you can get through this tournament because you don't have anything. That's funny.
2: Well, I got a funny story yeah. about that too. I mean, when Peppy and I one day we were fishing and he's like, Look, you need to throw these slayers and I'm like, No, I'm not throwing slayers. <laughs> like I'm I'm good, dude, right? I I'm throwing bass assassin blurps. Like, leave me alone. And yeah. he's like, I'm telling you, man, these things are the answer So he goes over and he like catches like two fish in a row or three <laughs> fish in a row or something crazy like that and I'm like, Really? Like please, can I have a Slayer? Like, can I try one? You know, whatever. So, no, it's funny, man. And and I think what we should do one, actually, who was it? Somebody, came, I think it was Lester. Lester, was it you? Are, you? are you on, buddy?
1: He's on the, I think he's on the.
2: Yeah, he's there. I don't know if he's listening, if he's got some mute yeah. or whatever. But anyway, Steve had an idea. Or was it? No, it was Justin. It was you, wasn't it? That had the idea about uh, doing the book about the the coffee table oh, book. Oh
4: yeah, yes, yes.
2: I oh. mean, how how killer of an idea is that? I mean, Justin had an idea about doing a coffee table book for the group, Space Coast Kayak Anglers, and basically just like Pepe,
0: <laughs>
2: like <peppy laughs> tell us like tell us a story. Tell us like your one of your best fishing stories. All right, cool. TJ, tell us one of your best fishing stories. Wade, tell us one you your, Justin, tell us one you your, Lester, tell us one, you know, and, and go through and, and do, do a book that's based on all, all of our stories, our own little personal experiences fishing here in, in my opinion, one of the most, uh, amazing fisheries on the planet and, and, I think that would be really, really cool, man. I think a lot of, believe it or not, I think folks from out of town would even be interested in something like that. You know? I mean, look at where we get to story, fish every
1: day, guys. From the state oh. Hey, let me, let me tell you, Justin's good at that stuff, though, man, and getting people like out-of-towners and all that kind of stuff, information and stuff. He's, he's, he's already known for that. I remember, Justin, a few years ago, you remember, Justin, when you posted up those pictures of uh, of Hollower Canal? And all the rat, the stuff that you got for doing that, remember that? And how many people showed up at the Canal? I remember that.
4: So when, when like I started, you know, posting up a bunch of pictures of, of doing well yep. out there, and then, and then the word kind of got around quick, and I, I did get some, <laughs> I got some buffs from people. People were like, "Hey, man, you're gonna destroy this fishery," and I thought, okay, um, well. I don't know, I'll take better care of my of the fish. Like I I didn't know what to say, you know, it's and then yeah, a lot of people started fishing it, but you you guys know just as well. It's that fishery has been that way for
1: how many years? Dude, it's been like that it's been like that for years. It's it's social media, yeah. man, it's what it is. All, it's all social media now, it's all it is.
2: Dude, trust me when yeah. I tell you. When I went to put when I went to put on the first boondoggle at Cars Park, you should have read some of the messages and some of the emails I got. From from guys that don't even fish the no motor zone anymore, you know, um, <laughs> it was crazy, dude. I used to get guys that would that would that would uh, that would hit me up on Facebook and be like, what are you doing? Why are you bringing several hundred kayak anglers to Cars Park? Like they're gonna destroy the no motor zone and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, oh it's a weekend. God. It's one weekend out of the year, and not everybody is gonna go and sit and fish the no-motor zone, like, get over yourself. It's going to be okay. And, you know, the funny thing about it is what I, what, well, one of the things that I think is really interesting is um, kind of switching gears real quick in my head. Sorry, squirrel moment. Um, one of, yeah, whatever. One of the things that's uh, interesting to me is, like, the other day we were talking about possibly making a trip down south. Let's Let's do a little mini camping trip down south, like, at the end of the year, kind of a cool way to say goodbye to 2014, say hello to 2015, fish in an incredible place with some incredible friends and that kind of thing. And there, I mean, it's almost to the point to where it's almost going to be like a miniature boondoggle
3: if it goes down.
2: <laughs> so, you know, well, I mean, like I'm talking about wanting to go back down to Flamingo. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean – for those of us who had the the joy to fish Flamingo and get to experience that, that I I can't think of a whole, a whole lot of other places that I would like to revisit in the, in the near future than that place. Um, There's so much left to do. So many places left to fish that I wanted to get to like Hell's Bay. I wanted to get to Hell's Bay. That was like my mission when we went down there for pre-fishing day was to get to Hell's Bay. And I didn't realize how far Hell's Bay would be. (laughs) And, Potentially how hazardous it would be to try and find it and then find my way out of there. So, But this time, if we get to go down again, I'm going to Hell's Bay. I'm going to sit my butt on one of the cheekies, and I'm going to get my picture taken with the Hell's Bay <laughs> sign.
4: It's,
2: it's going to happen. I'll probably crack a cold beer while I'm sitting there, hopefully with a bunch of you guys. And uh, it's just one of those things, you know. I mean, growing up, watching Walker's K Chronicles and watching Flip Pallet uh, – you know, down in down in the Everglades and fishing in Hell's Bay and fishing in Whitewater Bay and fishing in Water Florida Bay. Bay. It's pretty crazy to 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 think for a second that um those places that I saw on television that I was like, man, you know that that would be one of my all-time bucket list spots just to go to. Why? I don't know why. It's it's a it's a it's a dock in the middle of a swamp. Like you know, there's nothing really that crazy about it. It's just the fact that it is what it is. It sells Bay, you know. I don't know, whatever. But I don't know where I was going with that. Let's see. Do we, do we have uh, who else? Do we got Alex still on. TJ, you haven't said anything tonight, man. How's it going, brother? How are you feeling?
3: I'm feeling good, man. Feel, feeling TJ, better than what I was.
2: TJ just had uh, a hernia surgery, and he's a, he's one of those crazy he's one of those crazy fishermen like us, dude. He's like, hey. Uh, check it out. I am want to go throw the fly for some bass tomorrow.
3: <laughs> and I'm like,
2: dude, you can barely you walk. Doing? Yeah, I'm like, you can barely walk. What are you doing, dude? And you're like, no, nah, man, I, you don't understand. You don't understand. I can't sit around the house anymore.
0: <laughs> I've I've had the hernia surgery. That was the most painful surgery I ever had, man.
3: That, was, that hurt. That hurt a lot. Dude, I... <laughs> I fished 48 hours after I got the surgery, and it, it's just been crazy. I, I can't even barely stand up straight right now. <laughs> well, now I feel I like a woman. <laughs> I, I, went, I went out and fished again this afternoon, dude. I was half dead to, to take my kayak out, and my wife was ready to just beat me over the head with a fishing rod. She just wouldn't go for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a better man I than I, again.
4: Suffering, suffering for your craft, man. Suffering for your passion, like those kind of things. If now, if you had hernia surgery, and someone was like, "Come on, man, let's go," I don't know, for a two mile jog, or let's go for, a, let's go for a very light hike. You'd be like, "Hell no, I had a hernia surgery." But somebody said, "Hey, man, I got this lake. that has got a couple of eight pounders in it, and it would wham a fly." You'd be like, "Oh yeah, totally fine. Like, no, I don't even need to take pills. Like, I'm just gonna go raw." no so big deal. After you, after you yeah. have a
0: hernia surgery, they tell you not to pick up anything heavier than your shoes.
4: So Thank God a fly rod's like not as heavy as your shoes.
2: So. TJ's got big feet, yeah. so his shoes weigh a lot, so he's good. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Anyhow. No, I'm just living a dream, to be honest with you, man. You know, fishing with all you guys all the time and getting to go out on the Space Coast here and just, you know, do the darn thing and yeah it's just
2: it's it's a dream brother couch crew killers representing oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's for another show couch crew killers
5: <laughs> that'd be oh. that'd be a good one a, a full couch crew killers show
2: i love my couch crew c- killer crew it's awesome <laughs> whatever and on that couch
0: note, crew killers with a coffee table book There you go
2: Oh, we're gangster. Don't 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 get it twisted. <laughs> we're the we're the most gangster kayak club there is. We're gonna start beating people into the Space Coast kayak English, right, Alex? right,
5: I told you where I wanted to take it right Initiation. from the beginning. Straight straight Initiation, into huh? the, by, straight into biker club status. <laughs> I,
3: I, I, I told, oh, I told you guys that right from the beginning. We'll all have le- <laughs> we'll like blood in We'll all have blood, and blood out. Alex, you got to stop all that stuff, man. Dude, I can't even laugh at that. It hurts to laugh.
2: Well, we'll have we'll have biker vests. You know, the 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 honorary members will have the DHD logo on their on their vest, and then underneath <laughs> it will say Couch Crew Killers SCKA. It's gonna have
4: a moat uh, with sunglasses get, on the back. It's our logo.
3: Yeah, leather
4: leather leather life vests.
3: Leather, Leather life
2: vests. There you go. Leather inflatable life vests.
0: Leather Jeez. PFDs,
2: man. We're all going to get teardrop tattoos for every red fish we break off. No, I will I win that one. <laughs> yeah, no break
5: off too many. You gotta, yeah. you gotta put in some serious work though to get the one percenter patch. Uh, you know.
2: Yeah, Alex. I just have, a, I have a question on a serious note. Did you have a good time today, Monday Fun Day?
5: I had a I had a blast and it was funny. Justin was talking about, you know, sometimes you fish, you know, 80%, sometimes you fish it, you know, fish in a tournament you're at 100%. I think I fished it about 30% today and had an absolute <laughs> had an absolute blast. No, those fish were happy. They were willing to eat and uh and it was fun. You know, I haven't picked up a fly rod in, in uh and quite a little bit of a while and uh hadn't caught a redfish on one. I'm arguably the world's laziest fly fisherman. You know, I like it, uh, you know, like when we were out there in, uh, in the the heavy mullet run, that's when I like to have a fly rod, when I can just sit there and wail on lady fish or something like that one right after another. The, uh, you know, it's fun to hunt and all that, but it just, uh, you know, a lot of times I just, I like, I just like went on, you know, yeah. so, uh, but uh, it was, it was cool. I grabbed that, I grabbed that long rod from you guys after I put a couple in the, uh, a couple in the boat, a couple of awesome eats, um. That one I got right after your second fish, yeah, uh, where I slipped right right next to you guys and came up on the another batch of fish that were rolling down that shoreline that was i mean those those moments when you can stand up in a kayak and or even sit down, it don't matter, but when you can see that fish up and hammer your offering, I don't care what your offering is. you could be sitting there soaking a live bait and it's flopping around on top, and you watch a fish come up and just annihilate it. That is like you said that adrenaline rush is just amazing and uh i got I got three nice eats off the fly, and I was a little arguably a little rusty on my hook up too and uh and miss missed my three shots and then that that fourth fish uh I don't think he was gonna let me miss him
0: <laughs> the uh
5: fly, this the fly was somewhere back by the crushers, and uh you know it took a little doing to get her out but uh and she was just a little flotty, and I actually missed a shot and uh and an eat from uh it was one of those, you know, right at you, uh coming at you mouth open, trying to eat the thing and uh and miss the hook set on a really upper slot fish. And uh the one I got was just one of those, you know, little eighteen, nineteen, maybe twenty inchers and but just the perfect watching him eat and sticking them with that fly rod and, and then uh and then, you know, playing him back in on the uh on the fly rod is uh, you know it's a it's a satisfying, you know, it's definitely one of the things that is uh I don't know. It's, uh, with fishing, you got to experience it all, I feel. You know, if you don't, you're kind of cutting yourself short. If you've never sat there for a couple of hours and soaked a big chunk bait to hook a giant redfish, you know, it's something you might want to try. It's not going to be the funnest time you've had if you like growing plastics or something like that, but you do something to pass the time, and, you know, it's it's one of those things I like to experience everything and, and try to be learned at everything. And it was nice to pick up something that I hadn't hadn't touched in a little while, and, and uh, put it something
2: on the boat, man. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. What was funny is every time Alex would see a fish, he's like a bird dog. He just stops, like he doesn't move, like he's just like ninja focused at, and staring at whatever it is. And then telltale sign of him getting ready to to lay the the wood down is he reaches over behind his back because he keeps his rod behind his back. Whatever he's uh, standing up, he, you'll see him reach back there, pull his combo out, and make that cast and I'm telling you, it's just like it's just like talking with uh with with Steve today. Um watching somebody's excitement. Even like you, Alex, Alex has been doing this for a long, long time. I mean he's truly one of the, the pioneers I would call it of of kayak fishing in on the space coast and uh you know, watching Alex get excited about watching a redfish eat a plastic is what it's all about. You know, that, that's, that to me is, that's what, that's why we do this. It's not, oh, I went out today and I caught four fish and I kept my, my, my limit and, you know, it was fun. I threw shrimp and blah, 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 blah. No, it was Dude, I had an awesome take today. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. I mean, you can see it when he hooks the fish and turns to us with his eye. You, you can't see his eyes. He has sunglasses on, but you know his eyes are bugging out of his head. And he has that look on his face like, oh, my God, that was awesome. You know, uh, <laughs> it's just it's killer, man. It's infectious for sure. It, it's one of those things that just it's, it's contagious, I should say. its It's one of those things that just it makes you pumped, you know. And uh, it was—it's fun, man. Fun stuff. Fun stuff.
0: Hey, so where'd you fish? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we, I, I'm not telling nobody where we fished. Um, uh, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'll tell you off the air. I don't have a problem with it. But you know, it's uh, this 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 situation is going to be going on. This same thing will be going on all up and down the Mosquito Lagoon, the Indian and Banana Rivers, and the Motor Zone. This is the time of year when you stop hanging out 200 yards off the bank or a hundred yards off the bank. Now you start hanging out 10 to 20 feet off the bank. If you're looking for those belly crawlers and this, again, to me, this is the most exciting time of the year to find redfish because it's so visual and it can be so frustrating. Um, you can make proper casts to a fish and for whatever reason, he just turns down your offering or he knows you're there or whatever the case may be. This is the time of year I bust out that little Saros that Justin's got uh, of mine, that little 1000 Saros. And usually I have four pound monofilament on it and uh, on a crappie rod. I'm throwing those little tiny Savage Gear shrimp to those belly crawlers and stuff. And it's just a, it's just an absolute riot because water temperatures are starting to drop a little bit. You know the bait's still here. Lots of mud minnows around. Actually, I saw more mud minnows today than I saw mullet, which was interesting. And they were, and they were jumbo mud minnows. This would have been awesome for flounder fishing. But uh, you know, and and that's the, that's the, but that's the thing is like now we're coming into a season where you're going to have to make a decision before you leave the house. Okay, do I want to go play with redfish and trout, and black drum? Or do I want to go looking for flounder? Or do I want to go looking for this or that? You know, it's it's getting to be that time of year where you're going to have choices as to what you want to go do uh, more so than you typically would. You know, um, I know Alex was pretty hot and heavy about wanting to go flounder fishing. I'm I will say from myself as, on a personal level, I'm glad we did what we did today because anytime I get to throw the buggy whip, it's 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 awesome. I just really enjoy it. So. And thanks again, Steve. I appreciate it. I don't know if you're if you're talking or muted or what, but I appreciate you giving me some bow time this morning and let me do that cuz it was awesome. Now, Alex, I have a question. Yeah. Did you like the fly?
5: The fly that was on that rod?
2: Yeah. Uh,
5: it did not get refused by any fish that I put in front of. So yeah, it was a pretty damn good darn good fly. I
2: had four
5: I had four solid shots at fish, you know, not half at you know, half reared, you know, kinda off but four solid clean shots at fish. All four of those fish ate. I had one fish that ate it twice. Um and uh you know, it was a good fly. And that that was one thing that you know you were hitting on when you were just talking is the mullet the fink mullet are going to start being more and more scarce. they're gonna be around the canals and stuff like that, but those mud minnows will hold out for a while long. they don't they don't mind the cooler water and uh and that water i, I know where we were at today um was a different body of water than I've fished yesterday. <laughs> um the the body of water we were in, probably six inches less water than it had a week ago. Right.
0: Um,
5: you know, more, Roughly in there, it was hard to tell exactly, but you could see on the trees about where it was at. Um, the body of water I fished yesterday and the day before uh, was almost a foot less water than it had a week ago. So that water's pulling back. It's pulling all that bait out of those little creeks and creeks as the, water, as the air temperature and the water temperature are dropping those little minnows and mud minnows and guppies are looking to push out of those little creeks and swamp areas and it takes right to that shoreline. You have that dead grass that uh all every time every year, this time of year, all the you know, the grass starts breaking up and dying off a little bit and uh you have that matted up against the mangroves and the shoreline and it creates this little wall and those redfish just go ballistic. You know, I I you got you know, you guys saw a ton of fish a lot of times i was just kind of spot hopping and i was using the birds if you ever see little wading birds kind of hopping around the white ibis the tricolors any small wading birds most of your uh most of your herons are going to look for a larger meal than a mud minnow or a small glass minnow so they're going to be looking for mullet and stuff like that but if you see those small wading birds right on a shoreline you can be guaranteed there's a redfish work in that shoreline and he's pushing bait. He's pushing minnows right up to the shoreline and the birds are eating the minnows right out, right out from underneath them. You know, and it's a, it's a pattern that's going to, it's going to hold for probably the next, you know, month and a half, maybe two months until that water drops way off. And that bait kind of scatters out when it gets real cold. So.
2: Dropping the knowledge as always, Captain Alex Kurichke. Um, you know it's it's true man i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of little subtle things that you can if you sit back and watch more so than fan cast and and you know make a thousand casts in a day if you sit back and watch little small nuances like that like watch the watch the waiting birds you know and then go and attack the shoreline and you find that there's a fish there now you know every time you go if you see ibises and everything else. Uh, especially rosy at spoonbills if i see rosy at spoonbills working a shoreline i'm going to the shoreline there's just, i mean that's it i will bypass what i think is a pot of fish to go straight to where that bird's at because for whatever reason if there's a rosy spoonbill standing there uh there's there's is almost guaranteed to be a redfish there um I heard you make that bet with Will Bill, and I was hoping that he was actually going to take the bet, hundred dollar bet that there'd be a redfish over there, because I knew darn well there'd be a redfish sitting over there. This has been funny to see him lose a hundred bucks, but he he gets no dice there. <laughs>
3: no way know on that one. But yeah. I know it's true,
5: and that's one thing that because uh, as a guide, I don't I don't fish. I'm not there to throw plastics in front of you and catch fish that you should be hooking. You know, I'm. I don't touch a rod. I don't pick up a rod um, unless I'm hooking a bait on it and slinging it way out and putting it in a rod holder and sitting it next to them. You know, that's not the way I operate as a guide. And by doing that, I get a chance to observe the water for hours and hours and hours on end. And it's small intricacies like that, that roseate spoonbill that always has redfish around it and, you know, the the small wading birds that are eating those minnows. Knowing what type of food a bird eats when he's sitting on the shoreline, when he's dipping down in the water, a um, uh, pelican diving is typically eating something completely different than a little tiny tern dive. You know, stuff like that is stuff you pick up on while you're spending some time out there. And if you actually slow down and take the time to look, listen, and learn. You know, I mean, I think we we all learned that when we were in, what, about kindergarten? yeah you know look listen learn you know you you look listen and learn, and you get fish and you get more fish and you get better at understanding what's going on,
2: so a little bit of nostalgia real quick, kind of to break this up a little bit,
3: so mm-hmm. as I'm
2: setting up my computer here at the house in the new Levi household studios i um uh, I'm going through a box of other computer equipment that is obviously no good um I come across my my planner. I had a, I, my wife had bought me a planner when I first signed on to do the show, and my first show that I ever did. I, I'm staring right now at the notes from the first show that I ever did, and to me, that's pretty darn cool to find that. Um, it was on uh, 725 of 11 was my first show that I've ever done on on Kayak Fishing Radio. Um, and now reading past the notes and seeing what I wanted to talk about is pretty bad uh'm <laughs> <I'm> surprised, <laughs> surprised that anybody still listens to me if this is the way that it really started off no um, what's interesting is it's uh i've I've gotten away from a lot of the things that I thought that I originally wanted to do with the show here, and moving forward, we're actually going to uh to to be to be getting a little bit more serious about the show uh, as far as its content and the way that we deliver it. Um, Peppy and I are going to be going over at some point, sitting in with our buddies from Fishing Florida Radio. Uh, I want Peppy to be able to see kind of how they operate their show. Justin, I know you were just over there this past Saturday, and uh, it's if you've never been in an actual studio, anyone who's listening, if you've never been in an actual studio when – uh, and you've got two and a half or three hours to talk on the radio, whatever the case may be. Um, it's interesting to see how the show flows and how, and how uh, you've got a producer who's sitting behind a, a sheet of glass who waves to you when you've got like five seconds left and you have to shut up and let go to a commercial break and the whole thing. For us, it's going to be a little bit different because we're not going to have that ability to be able to look at each other and say, "Okay, we got to like kind of go to a commercial break or whatever." So it's going to be a little bit tougher um, on that on that end of it. But we hope that you guys will hang tight, listen to uh, listen to what we have to, or l- listen to the show and, and critique us a little bit on you know, yay, nay, this sounds good, that wasn't so you know, I wasn't really into it, whatever, blah blah blah, and uh, you know, we'll go from there. So. <laughs> But to to have come this far, um and, and to reach as far out as we've reached. Now Peppy I haven't told you this yet. Uh Bike Toberfest obviously is going on up at Daytona. Um uh the other day we're sitting there at the shop, three bikes roll up out front, guys come in with their wives, dude goes, Hey, I listen to you all the time on Monday on the Monday night kickoff show. I'm from North Carolina and I'm like <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anytime a dude comes and drives out of his way to stop by to see you and thank you for what you do. As far as that is concerned. Um, you know, it's uh, it it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, and that's how I met, that's how I met Stan Jones and Holly Jones um, from over now. They're over in Panama city, but um, Stan came down on a family vacation and, he was going to orlando and they made a they they diverted off of 95 came out to the port when i worked for handler fishing supply and came out there to see me and just introduced himself to me and you know we've got it's interesting to see that we've got listeners from all over the place we do have a really really cool,
1: cool.
2: um uh, opportunity to really make this show much bigger than what it is currently um monday nights are tough any way you cut it, Monday nights are tough. Uh, a tough night to get listeners to listen in live. Um, most of what we get, as far as our numbers are concerned, are done on uh, way of podcast, Guys who are listening to the show after the fact. But with that being said, you know it's 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 a lot of fun. We've we've added Alex into the into the program a little bit. You know I'd love to have Justin in the program a little bit, and, and Wade and TJ and anybody else who wants to be a part of it from our little Space Coast crew. Um, you guys are always welcome to call into the show, jot down the number, keep it by your computer. It's 714-816-4727, 714-816-4727. Um, you know, I want to have that participation like we have tonight where it's, you know, I know I talk a lot, obviously, and, uh, I have a problem with that sometimes and shutting up and letting Peppy talk, but I'm so used to doing this show all by myself with nobody in the caller queue to talk to and just talking for an hour and a half to basically to myself. So I'm still trying to kind of wean myself off that a little bit. And, and I had that problem even too with when, uh, when Alan was on the show full time and you know, it was, it was the same kind of thing. So at any moment, anybody feel free. Shoosh me. (laughs) Say, shh, stop. Like I got, that's cool. I have no problem with that. My feelings won't get hurt. I promise you. It's just that, uh, You know, I'm I'm just so used to doing it the way that we do it, but anyhow, so we've reached 9.22 p.m. on Monday night here at Kayak Fishing Radio. We've got seven minutes or so, seven minutes and 16 seconds left to be precise left on the show. Um, We've got a bunch of guys here in the caller queue, so what we'll do is we'll go through ask you guys if you're going to be fishing which what's your plan for this week coming if you're going to get out and get after it or whatever and then uh we'll we'll wrap the show up so justin i want to thank you first and foremost man for taking the time to come on the show and telling us about your trip and congratulations uh i know all of us feel the same way we're super proud of you man and just really pumped to be able to call you one of our friends and um keep after it man you, you, you're definitely uh you're definitely going places for sure And Justin. he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's like that's wah, I feel. Wah, wah. He's like, that's how I feel about you guys. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, well, I'm sorry, Chuck. What was that? I'm sorry. I was on the phone with, with Letterman. Yeah, I'm gonna go do the Letterman show next. So. Anyway. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll come back to Justin if he can, if he, can, if he can, takes us off a of mute. Wade, what's up, buddy? What are you doing this week? Are you gonna go out and do some fishing or what?
0: I'm always going to go out and do some fishing. I don't know where I'm going to be fishing at. I, I kind of look a couple of days ahead and see what the weather's like and decide where I'm going to fish from that, you know, usually. I'm just standing out in my driveway talking with my son. He stopped by. So nice. are just hanging out here on the end of my truck right now. Right on. I had you all on mute I'm talking with him. <laughs> That's
2: cool. <laughs> uh, any sponsors you want to name? Drop real quick while you've got the time.
0: Native watercraft, not native watercraft. Oklahoma crew, yeah. K D sure.
2: Cool. Jesus, we way just get shot. What the hell was that? Oh, man,
0: wasn't me.
3: Sound like a drive-by mean, or
0: something. <laughs> no, no, that's that that's 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 a little wild, though, but it's quiet as a mouse, right?
2: Now. Gotcha. All right. Well, Wade, man, I appreciate you calling the show, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, or I'm sure I'll talk to you before that. TJ, you still there, buddy? Hanging in? Yes, I am. You planning on getting out and doing any fishing anytime soon with your hernia issue?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah, I plan on fishing as much as I can this week, for the most part. Uh, You know, I came in a little bit late on the show. I'd personally like to congratulate uh, Justin, you know, with the Hobie deal, and... You know, place and fit. That's that's a great thing, man. Uh, personally, I'm just gonna try to rehab for the rest of the week, and you know, try to get stick straight again, and uh, you know, throw a fly at just about every fish I can get myself in front of. That's pretty much the deal for me for the rest of the week.
2: Nice, and I appreciate the fact that you're excited about wanting to get into doing more fly fishing, man. I know you're you're pumped on it, so that's cool, man. That good stuff. Uh, Lester, you still are you there at all, or is he just, I don't know, he's in the... He was, the, he
1: said he was on cue, but I don't know where he went.
2: Yeah, he's well, he's still in there, he's just not talking, that's cool. Um, um who else? Alex. Alex. How many charters you yeah. got this week, Alex? You got a bunch of charters lined up?
5: Uh, I'm going to tomorrow evening, uh, tomorrow... Tomorrow day, I have uh, a little uh, Bouvard County Commissioners meeting. I'm attending. And oh uh, yeah! Oh yeah! I'm gonna be there. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. We'll uh, we'll definitely be getting up and and giving our piece of uh, our piece of our mind to that uh, the idea of of potentially uh, charging, you know, charging us like some of the other operators in the area, which I know there is a problem. Um, I've had it myself with them. Uh, however, you know, not everybody's on an even uh, ball field in that situation. So, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. And and uh, I got a few more charters to finish out of the week, and uh, definitely going to try to do some other fishing. And you know, I had a blast today, getting out there and throwing that long rod and, and uh, actually getting a nice little fish on it. And, you know, good times as always. Unfortunately, had to had to move the camper, so it's finally off the site at Cars. Um, you know, we we got to uh spend this weekend out there. It was beautiful. And uh had some had some good fish this weekend, got a really nice snook this weekend out of a lagoon. Uh which was uh a nice surprise. Another fish that's gonna be kinda moving around, looking for its deeper water holes and backwaters where it likes to hang out for the winter. And uh you got you know, your best opportunity to get those bigger ones is when they start pushing around and, and looking for new places to hang out. So uh you know, it was nice Nice to get a legal size snook out of the uh out of the lagoons. So definitely a, a nice little treat. So yeah, absolutely, man. It's gonna be good times and thank you as always for having me. If you guys want to check me out, look me up, local dot com. Uh give me a call, three two one four eight oh three two five five. And uh, you know, we like to go out there, we like to have a good time and definitely like to catch some fish, so good
2: deal. Cool. Peppy.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do something. I don't know what. Um, I didn't do anything this weekend, but um, next weekend, uh, depending what the weather does, it's I'm playing it by ear. You know, I I, I do want to go out on the boat. Um, all depends. You know, I got the boat all rewired and everything like that. And I have not taken the boat out of the water since I got it rewired and all that stuff. So want to go on the boat, maybe the kayak. I don't know. We'll see. It all depends on the winds. The long-term forecast shows, like, 15 to 20 blowing this weekend, so it doesn't look good for fishing. Um, But we'll, you know, we'll play by ear. I am going the following weekend, I will be going to um, Halloween night. I will be leaving to Fort DeSoto um, over on the West Coast and fishing the Johnson Outdoors Festival Tournament on a Saturday over in Fort DeSoto. I'll be fishing that. Hopefully Wade goes with me. Hint, hint, Wade, I need a partner. (laughs) Um, 30 seconds, ben. So, uh, Yeah. Hey, so, 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 yeah, man. But, um, yeah. Sponsors. That's good. Uh, let me thank my sponsors. Native Watercraft, Harry Goods, RCI Optics, Powerpulse, Slayer Inc C-Deck, T-F-O, AquaBound, <laughs> Hook War, Yak Attack, Tilling Toes, KBB Offers, Kaifepo, Herrera and Cigars. Thank you all.
2: i got 20 <laughs> seconds to hit this, so I've got to do mine real quick. RCI Optics, Tackle Webs, Hobie, Real Adrenaline, Energy Drinks, Ego Nets, E-N-O. Adventures, custom rods, power poles, Slayer Ink lures, bending branches, Intova uh, cameras, and of course, Sea Deck. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's show. Spread the word. Tell your friends all about our show. Let's gr- let's grow this thing to uh, to the next level. We appreciate it so much. And uh, take a kid fishing in the future of our sport. And let's get out of here. And um, everybody have a safe week. And that's it. God bless. See you. we're out.
1: See ya.
2: See ya.